<laughs> so, so in a way, if you're here, this is like a spiritual shoe store. Seriously, before we used to call it like I was a card salesman, COD, like a fish. Yet, so there'd be a long row of, uh, you know, at a bazaar with kiosk and there's mackerel and salmon. And I'm not comparing myself to the mackerel salmon, but I'm saying, hey, if you want cod, that's what you're going to get. Whatever you do with it is what you want to do with it. Grill it, sushi it, whatever, but you're going to be guaranteed cod, COD. Yeah? So now we've upgraded the analogy to a spiritual shoe store. Just to try to get changed around a little bit. Because I really don't have any offense to any whatever anyone's doing. I don't care less, really. But if you wander into this place, and maybe you've tried on a lot of quote-unquote spiritual shoes, or a lot of different shoes, and they haven't seemed to have gotten you where you wanted to go, yeah? And then you wander into this store, and of course, when you wander into the store, you have an idea of what you think it is compared to what you know. So you think non-duality is some branch of some other, you know, Buddhism or something like that, but it truly isn't, yeah? Non-duality is nothing, really. That's what it, it's a fact. But nothing is everything in that view. Yeah. So you come in, and this is a spiritual shoe store, and so you have an idea that your path on spirituality is going to take a lot of traveling, and you're going to have to climb a mountain to see the person who supposedly has it. So you're looking for, like, spiritual hiking boots and shit. And you come in, and you tell the story to the salesman, and the salesman really honors you but doesn't listen to the story and brings you another pair of shoes, and this is the pair of shoes. This is the meeting, yeah? So you, we lay the shoes on. If you put your foot in it and they fit, and you walk around with it, it fits, wear it. Yes? That's the simple thing. Now, if you don't... But you don't want to combine it with other shoes. You don't want to have one, you know, non-duality slipper and then one fucking Tibetan Buddhist mountain hiking shoe. Yeah? You want to just keep the, you know, both shoes the same. And it doesn't matter. You know, go hiking if you like. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't change the fact. Yeah. So this is basically, if it, the shoe fits, wear it. And then if it wears it, it may bring you back to another satsang. You may like it presented by someone else or somehow another way. But the fact is, if you come to this shoe store, it indicates something to me. Yeah. And this, here in this room, I would say there's over a couple hundred years of spiritual seeking. And yet we're here. Yeah. So... Maybe what the spiritual seeking did was to prove that it's a failed system and lead you to this shoe store, basically. So everything here has value because you're dreaming it, and you're, you're that which is of all value. So nothing fails you because a failed system will show you that it's a failed system so that you can let go of that system, or, and not even let go of it, because in non-duality, there wasn't anyone to hold on to it. See? So you don't even have to let go. That's an extra step based on a presumption that you held on to something. Non-duality doesn't believe those assumptions. You question it. Yeah? Was there anyone holding on to it? When you realize there wasn't, then there's no need to go through a process of letting go. You see how freaking fast it is? It's so fast it doesn't take any time. And then you truly become what you're looking for. Not you don't become it, you are it, but to this activity, you suddenly become it. You become what you've already always been looking for, because you've actually been looking from it the whole time. You, know, you just didn't know it. You were given a story, a mental idea of what you are, 
And you know what? It's so bogus. It, it, it leaks. It has so many holes. And if you don't, if you want to see how failed the system it is that you're relying on, look at the example. Let's say if I had a furniture store and I delivered furniture, and everyone ordered whatever they ordered, they got it at the time they ordered it. It was in pristine condition. Everything was beautiful. Yes. Therefore, my business would need, have no need for rationalization, excuses, or blames because I delivered the goods. Yeah? Just as it was put out there every freaking time. Is it the same thing in one's head? Or is the head full of rationalization, excuses, and blaming? Because it's a failed freaking system. You have it, it's, it's presupposing itself as the GPS you should follow, yet if you follow it, you end in many, many ditches. It was such an extreme case this faith we have in things. And just in a literal GPS, I was doing a talk outside of Boston in a rural area near where uh, Thoreau lived, Walden Pond. And we got there late, so there was very few people on. There wasn't even well-lit roads. Well-lit roads, and we come up to this little situation, and the cops are there, and the lights are flashing, and the guy comes up to a window, and we go, hey, what's up? You know, it's like 11.30, and and he goes, oh, a lady turned onto the railroad tracks following her GPS and actually kept driving, even though her experience, <laughs> she just fucking had faith in the freaking GPS. You don't see that as very similar to what we're doing most of the day. We're, listen, we're listening to a failed system and fucking evidence be damned. We're going to freaking keep believing it. We have an incredible amount of faith in it, and it deserves no faith because it's not producing the goods. If it produced the goods, you would have arrived, and there'd be no GPS anymore. If your if its destination is happy, joyous, and free, and it's still yapping, you've never arrived yet. Yeah. Usually, when the GPS finds oh yeah, two hundred feet, you hit your destination, and then when you it stops, doesn't it? It turns off. It does. It doesn't go, you got one-eighth of an inch left. Oh, you should have went this. It doesn't start psychologically going over how long it took or whatever. It just turns off. Has it ever turned off? The head? Has it? Yeah, maybe if I shot enough fucking opioid or, you know, jumped in frigid water or I jumped off a bridge with a bungee cord, something, I can shock it into stopping, but then it regroups like mercury out of a thermostat. You know, you break the thermostat and it's only gets there again because it's like that. You can't kill it because it isn't truly so. It's an activity and it regroups quickly. Even when you have a, what we call a huge spiritual pause, which would be an epiphany, the epiphany usually seems to end when it coincides with the arising of a certain string of thoughts, which is, I'm having an epiphany. That's the end of it. Maybe, uh, let's say I'm working with someone in recovery, and they're constantly fighting fires, yeah? Their house is on, their life's on fire. They're constantly having to fight fires. And then hopefully you get a little interlude between fires and you ask the person, don't you see, there must be some coincidence, you're at every fucking fire. Yeah? Maybe you're the fire starter. Maybe it's you. Maybe it isn't what, it's you. Yeah? And, if, and so suddenly, now you're going in the right direction. Now you're questioning that GPS. 
And then see what happens. It's like if you go to a house and you knock on the door a thousand times and no one answers, it means no one's home. Yeah? There's no one home. That's the host. That's the resident. There's no one home. There's no thing. There's no thing that's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. Nothing. This eye does not see unless there's animation of the body. This ear does not hear unless my body's animated. Without the animation, without what you would call consciousness, enlivening this body, there's no seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, and touching, yet it's part of the body that claims to be the seer, hearer, feel, or taste, or touch of the brain. And it's not so. You could take the brain out of the head and see it. And as a great master, Zen master said, Wayne Poe, that whatever can be perceived, which you could perceive the brain, if you opened up your skull, you would see the brain. Whatever can be perceived, which is part of see, perceiving is seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, whatever can be perceived cannot be that which is perceiving. So you're looking up or barking up the wrong tree if you think it's you. There is no authentic you in there. And there's no false you in there. There's just not a you. False or not. Yeah? That's the relief. Now, you are holding you all day. Yeah. <laughs> the thought system presupposes you're a you. The interpretive whole event presupposes you. If you go into memories, you're pictured as a body. But that doesn't make it so. That's the programming. It's like we're in the dilemma of a clone that has human programming. So the clone, somehow, the people who own the clones realize, hey, the clone will work better if it believes it has some fucking purpose and some sort of, you know, independent, you know, this is what I'm living for. It will work better. So they just put human programming in the damn clone. Now the clone thinks it's a Boston Red Sox fan and has a family on Earth, which it doesn't have, and fell down the stairs when it was younger. That's why it has a scar or it didn't fall down the stairs. The mechanic that was working on it, the screw driver was like this. So they didn't want to pay more money to fix the face. They just put some more programming in. And you have a huge story. Oh, yes, my sister tried to scare me, you know. This is a screwdriver from the mechanic. You know what I mean? And so, it has whole life is based on this story. And it's living not as a clone, though it actually is appearing as a clone. It's living as a human being, based on a GPS and idea. Yeah, so what happens? Then suddenly it runs into indisputable evidence it's a clone. Hallelujah! A lot of, a lot of confusion just immediately evaporates because I'm a clone, fucking far out. Because oh, I hate the Red Sox. I'm wondering why you wear this freaking hat every day. <laughs> you know, I'm a clone. Total sense. But what happens is the clone, here's the message it's a clone as the human program. And in the human programming, it's not too cool to be a clone. And this is what's happening. The false reference is catching all the information that's going in and filters all the information going out. It uses the information that's happening. You're just screaming. They're just seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, thinking. This is just going on. It's, it's, it's using it all to imply there's someone it's going on to. 
And suddenly now, the system is totally based on self. It's self-centered. And then we're suffering a lot of the pangs and the dis-ease and the irritability and the restlessness and the true disappointments and some of the joys and pride and like that. But if you weigh what we would call the good with the bad, the bad is usually, at least most programming, 80 to 20. Usually worse, maybe 92 to 8. Yeah. So you're, you're on the losing side at completely. You're hoping just to get above water for a second. That's a peak experience. And the rest of the time you seem like you're drowning. So, uh, <laughs> but the, the source code is it's you. Yeah. Now you're willing to change over anything else you know, you're willing to change your experiences, you're willing to change your partners, you're willing to change your name, you're willing to change your hairdo, you're willing to change your look, but you're not willing, never even looking at that possibility that you may not be that which you are thinking to be. Yeah? And, and then, it's just like, it's like the revelation of the fire starter, when it's finally confronted because it has a huge story. Why do fires follow me? Why does it da, da, da? And then it dawns on it that it plays a role. It's the startup. Now it can seem to be totally, totally a crushing event, but the phoenix rises, yeah? You're now freed from this freaking idea because the idea of being a fire starter is bigger and more influential when there's a denial of it than it ever is when there's an acceptance of it. And you know, the denial is so good, you're walking around without even any knowledge that you're in denial of it. And if you're in affirmation of being a someone, you're in an active denial of what you are. That's what happens. And then the story, it's really weird, because now maybe you're having a hard time with what you appear to be, so now you want to find what you are, but the whole system is in complete conflict. Because the system knows if I find what I am, the system has no relevance anymore. So it has no intention of finding what you are. So it's, it tends to put it out as a goal, and then it gets you seeking. And the system of seeking here is the greatest business plan because you never fucking return the product. The warranty goes on for you. You're going to be, it could take lifetime. What? What would happen if you ordered a couch? And it didn't come the day you wanted, and you called up the company. It may take lifetimes for the couch to arrive, and it's going to be on you. The more you practice, the quicker the couch. What? You just wanted to buy a couch. You see it. This is the fundamental flaw. The fundamental flaw is not that you can't find the end. It's the point of beginning. We assume that we're starting from this square, and we're not. It's like. We assume we're leaving from Omaha, so we buy and we want to get to L.A., and we buy tons of maps to get to L.A., and we follow those directions completely, but we're in L.A. We're already in L.A. trying trying to drive to L.A. It's happened once. I went to see this this master, uh, Adi Da. He had a public event for the first time in years. My friends were involved with him, and I wanted to check him out. I heard he, he lived like where I grew up, near where I grew up, Franklin Square in Queens. So I went over there, and there was it was in Clear Lake. So we were at this lake, and we leave the place, you know, and he had me up to like two in the morning. It's one of those. Oh, I'll come out maybe in eight hours. Everyone's <laughs> just sitting around. It's unbelievable, really. So he comes out one o'clock. Everyone sees. So we decide to go. So we're driving around this lake, and there's this lady of the lake. 
church, you know, beautiful place. And we're driving for about an hour, and we come upon the Lady of the Lake Church. So I go, is there two Lady of the Lake Churches? No, we drove we 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 had driven an hour and hadn't gotten anywhere. I was like, I can't believe there's two Lady of the Lake Churches. No, we never got anywhere. This is what happens. Even when we return, we still don't recognize it. We think it's a new realization. When we finally, when that which has always been available seems to suddenly become available in time, we believe it just happened to us. But in fact, it didn't just happen to us because it's always happening as us. How could it be an event which is when it's always an event? How could that which is always an event become an event to you? Only through a weird interpretation as being something other than it. It's like the old story you always use with the necklace. The lady thinks she lost the necklace, which she hadn't. Then she gets a lot of people to look for the necklace. And, they, and it's a lot of people say, well, we've heard about this one person who's a finder of necklaces. Let's go see him or her, pay $8,000 for a week, and learn how to find the necklace we lost. But in fact, you've never lost the necklace. You just believe you lost it. Then suddenly, you go through an event, and then someone goes, hey, just feel your neck, and you feel the neck, and there's the necklace. But your experience is, I just found the necklace again. But it had never left the neck. You just never looked there. But your experience as the action figure is, I found the necklace. So now you become a teacher <laughs> to, teach other, to teach other people who feel, believe they've lost, which they can never lose, the way to find the necklace. But if you sat the lady down and say, did you actually find the necklace? She'd have to admit no. Because it was always there. This isn't, this isn't spiritual sadism. These, these messages are attempting to save us a lot of time. So we won't be looking for what can't be found. And it, it's a bummer for a lot of aspects of what you're not. It is. Because you're not... <laughs> I mean, it's so ordinary, it just... <laughs> It's not like you should get a medal for being what you are. It's like, I went through 30 years to realize I hadn't needed to do anything. (laughs) And what is it? It's just like ordinary awareness. But I mean, incessantly on, and you never get gypped again. You never never have an idea, oh, I've been out of the moment. All those, all those ideas, insane ideas, they can't lift off. They need some solid belief to, to, you know, bounce. Like a bird has to have something to press against to take off. There's nothing that press against. You've been, you're not believing this fucking insanity anymore. You're not believing that you could ever be out of a moment. And therefore, you have no desire to get into the moment because you can't be out of one. Yes, it's so beautiful. The way most of us are trying to approach it is fucking ass backwards. We're trying to use time to get back to where we already are. It's like we're driving super speed, but in fact, when we're driving to the goal, the goal is like backing into where we where we were. <laughs> <laughs> so the farther you go it seems like you, you have to go back to back in but you've always been there it's just weird so. 
and you'll save a lot of money. <laughs> you won't be going on exotic retreats unless you heard there was a good masseuse there or something. Great chef. <laughs> you know, and in a nice location. You don't see anyone signing up for a 10 day retreat in Newark, New Jersey, do you? No fucking way. East New York, no way. Brooklyn, no, Brooklyn's nice so far. <laughs> Sheepshead Bay, no way. They're all in fucking Costa Rica now, Hawaii, with fucking master chefs, because it had nothing to do with finding fucking anything. Yeah. If, they, if, it was, if they stated the fact you were going to find what can't be found, they'd be shut down. I wish we had like a spiritual port authority come out. They go around and cancel retreats and no, it's too much. How many, how many people that are going to retreat have been on more than 20 retreats? Get out, you can't go anymore. You've overdone it. If 19 didn't work, the 20 thing would work. Now, if you love retreats, that's great. So yeah, so that's the message, really. You can say in a lot of ways, but the if you want to study anything, study what you're not. Yeah? If you can see the subtle assumption of what you are, if you can see that subtle assumption is really only produced by a lot of activities that have been claimed by the mental state, thinking, feeling, actions, yes? Memory, all that. If you can see that there's been a heist and thoughts have been given a different direction, thoughts are thoughts. But the mind, when the mind perceives the thought, the thought is used to imply the thinker or the thought about. Yes? Now the thought, not of any of its own making, has been giving, given an agenda. It's sort of like been injected with an agenda. So the mental process injects the thought with the meaning that it's about you or you're the thinker of it. Yeah? It injects feelings by the word mind, and now the feeling, it's like this. We say, here's the bottle. Everyone sees the bottle. Yet I can change its agenda by saying my bottle. Now the bottle that we're seeing is also being implied to point to the owner of the bottle. Yeah? Just with the mind. So the bottle's bottle holds water. But now I put my bottle, it does more than hold water. It now implies there's someone who has the bottle. Yeah? Same thing with thoughts. My thoughts. Yes? Feelings, my feelings. So as the feelings going by, just as everything, it comes and goes. Suddenly, as it's coming, yeah, it's now being used to imply this, and then it doesn't seem to go. It sort of gets into an orbit, in a sense, yeah? And now you've got a lot of my thoughts, my feelings, and then a lot of thoughts and feelings about my actions, the ones I've committed and omitted, and they're circling around an empty idea, and if they circle around quick enough, it seems as if something solid. Yeah? It's almost like enough light hitting a mirror, enough time, suddenly there's an image that appears in it, or the mind entertains an image, and it's the image of a body. And now suddenly the body becomes the depository of all the meaning the mind is garnering. Okay? So now this is the place where all the mind, all the claiming, coagulates. And now this becomes you for all intents and purposes. And everyone seemingly here will reinforce that. All the others will reinforce that it's you. 
And this will play a role reinforcing and hopefully not reinforcing in you, but in a case, mostly you, yes? And so now all these yous are getting seemingly imagined, and then it goes even farther. The mental state gets a little tiara or a crown and crowns this you, which is of you, millions of them, me. And me, immediately, you are now exempt from learning from others because these are the only thoughts you've ever had. No one's had your thoughts. No one has your feelings. No one has your actions. And then, to prove it, you'll look at your life and say, no one has my nouns. Not everyone isn't going out with Mary. And so you have this reinforcement. And suddenly, it becomes almost like a ring. I watch it with people in recovery. You go to meetings, there's a ring of interest and attention orbiting around this idea of being them. Yeah? And it's so thick... It's, you have to have a lot of propulsion to break out of it. So you have to take action, so service. Yeah? So someone does service and they get pulled out, their interest and attention gets pulled out of this, this orbit and now goes into someone else's or watching the light or looking out the windows and now it feels as if it's a marathon runner released from a fucking closet. It's out there. And now, the same interest and attention that was being used to enslave this thing, this whole event, in this concentric circulation around this idea of Paul, is now open to see beauty and stuff like that. And then there's a feeling that you wouldn't have in this claustrophobic orbit. You feel bigger, you feel lighter. You realize you're not, you don't stop at the cheekbone and everything like this. And all these assumptions don't hold any water at all. You fill them with attention and interest and they pop. You don't fucking just keep going along like a cow to the trough. You fucking wake up. And what you finally wake up to, you finally wake up to the fact, the fact you're inherently awake. And all the things you ever thought you did or didn't do or felt and anything never change the fact that you're awake. Yeah? So, wanting to get awake is seen to be a, dif- a diversion. It's actually being used by the mental state to reinforce the fact that you're not what you're looking for. Because you're looking for yourself as an idealistic, all-loving motherfucker or whatever, and then you're thinking you're going to never have a judgment. This is always going to judge. You're not the judgment. This thing sees in comparison. It sees things and gets direction by saying, this thing's there, this thing's here. You te- you're wasting time thinking you're going to wake up in the morning and not judge today. If you're taking yourself to be this, there's judgment galore. Yeah. It says so beautifully. Some of the Zen, this is so beautiful, it says in faith mind, you cannot use activity to produce stillness. That would be activity. There's a shoe. Here you go. You cannot use activity to produce stillness. That would be activity. Does it seem like you've been doing that? Wear the freaking shoe. Yeah? That's the whole point. When I heard these messages, it was sort of like, it explained in one sentence what had been happening for freaking years. In the, in the parlance of AA, 
when I heard self cannot get out of self, it explained at that point ten years of being in AA. Just like that. Because all I had been trying to do was be getting out of self as a self. I was blaming myself. I didn't do enough. But basically the statement said it all. Self can't get out of self. So what's happened? How the hell do I get out of it then? Well, maybe, just maybe, start entertaining the idea you're not in it. Because it's sure not working trying to get out of it. <laughs> so let's go to the back door <laughs> and say, I'm not in it. So what happens if I'm not in self? It totally, totally erases that dilemma of self trying to get out of self. Now I'm not trying to get out of self because I'm not taking myself to be a self. Yeah? So now I'm out of self, but not because I got escaped. I'm out of it because I realized I've never been in it. That's, that isn't mental logic. That is the logic that works. Negation works. When this whole place is a, is a false identification as something else, the only methodology that you can practice, or not even practice, understand, is negation. Through negation, that, will, that what is will be revealed by seeing what you're not. That's how it happens. That's how it happened with me. You cannot leave L.A. and, and arrive to it. You can't leave from L.A. and then arrive at L.A. You have to be somewhere else to arrive at L.A. It's sort of like when I'm in New Jersey, I bitch about, I want to escape from New Jersey. But for me to want to escape from New Jersey, I have to be in New Jersey. I never say it here when I'm in California. So when I fly to New Jersey, I go, I want to get out of New Jersey. Because I'm in New Jersey. Yeah? As a joke. So, but I never say it here. So you're not a self. So there's no drive or desire to get out anymore. And that's being out. And it duplicates. That logic, you'll see it in everything. You'll see it, finally, what truly works here. And when the thought system tries to grok it, it seems paradoxical because the thought system is a failed freaking system. It doesn't understand what truly works here. You have to come to learn about it again. You have to be uneducated from the mental state. Yeah? Because the mental state seems totally logical, but it's based on a total insanity that you're a long-lasting, independent, separate thing. That you can have private thoughts and private feelings all like this. We all have basically the same GPS, just in different languages. Yeah? And yet, what the crowning achievement of the source code is Chris, Paul, Maria, yes? Because it makes the whole system look unique. But it's a stock version. It's like we're all Fords with different emblems. <laughs> but we drive and stink and turn like a fucking Ford. <laughs> it's not so bad, I'm telling you. There's a lot, a lot of relief in a Ford. Because obviously you're not. That's the beautiful news. Yeah. You're not the car. It's difficult to get out of a car as a car. It's impossible. <laughs> but it's easy to get out of a Ford if you're not a Ford. <laughs> but if you're a Ford, the nine minutes of Ford, fuck it. 
That's like the stock stock model. <laughs> Everyone is trying to get out of a Ford as a Ford. <laughs> if the shoe fits, wear it. That's the whole point of satsang. I go in here, I listen, and shit would hit me. I'd be like, what? Yeah, you give everything all the meaning it has? What? And it would just go boom, 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 and it would explain my whole freaking life as an action figure. One sentence. Because it isn't the sentence, it triggers mind. Big M mind, raw mind, natural mind, whatever you want to call it. It just goes, it takes the little tiniest nugget, yeah? Like an acorn without the the, the seed in it. And it, 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 it entertains the whole forest like that. Whoops! <laughs> That's what you're dealing with. You know what it's like? You're, it's worse than being a marathon runner in the closet. You're like a super unbelievable camera looking through a brownie. Little fucking plastic lens, little 20 box thing you throw out after eight pictures. You're, putting, you're trying to put like $2,000 lenses on a 20, you know, $20 brownie camera. The lenses, lenses aren't going to correct the plastic lens. <laughs> <laughs> but you're the big camera looking through the brownie camera. Somehow or another, you've taken yourself to be the brownie counter. Counter, And if you grew into that idea, you can outgrow the idea. You can withdraw, and it won't be painful. You haven't been bound to the brownie camera. The distinction is completely there as it's always been. It just goes, you don't have to go rip yourself off. You just... And you may still look through the brownie camera, but now you've got the super fucking HD. Yes, yes. The mediations that you mentioned just a few sentences ago, I feel that the mental process is maybe even that. So it feels like you can spoil the mediation. I'm not sure exactly. Well, just see who's claiming it. So therefore, you think the negation isn't working, and yet it works again, if you use it to point to the one that thinks it's not working. To who does it feel like anything? The same person, right? Exactly. So why would you want to use that as a barometer if it's true enough? You're going to the problem to tell you how the solution is. Take it back, and what's there when you... There is a rest, and it won't be saying, oh, is this a rest or not? There'll be rest from all that. Yeah? You'll just rest from all that. And when you hit, seemingly hit there, what's the appropriate response? Rest. Fucking, that's what you've been wanting to find your whole freaking life. Lay down in the bed. Or it was just been a whole freaking story about wanting to find the bed. We did, my mother did this in my family. She, every year she wanted to get the family to buy her a ticket to Hawaii. And every year everyone forgot. So then she bitched for months of the year. Oh, you fucking never. And so, suddenly we finally got the ticket. Did she go? No. She didn't want to go to Hawaii. She wanted, she really wanted not to go to Hawaii. 
But they used the fact that no one got her the ticket to fucking rip people new ones, yeah? She didn't want to go to Hawaii. She never wanted to leave New York. But she kept saying she wanted to go. But when push came to shove, did she go? No. Yeah, check it out. Put the shoe on and see. And if you don't want it, just go ahead. Why you fucking torture yourself with shit like this? Yeah? If you want to be the star of the movie, far out. Nothing wrong with that. It's just here, you come here, again, there's just different shoes. We're not like, it's not like, oh, everyone has to have a straitjacket shoe. <laughs> you never leave the shoe store. Try it, you got five days to return it, or a week. Return it if you don't like it, and go practice yourself into oblivion. Who cares? You'll enjoy it, because you'll be there. You think that when you're sitting with people, it's the person that's producing the effects? It's you. It's all the people who are at the retreat. The person's fucking having a latte in the back. They're not even participating with you. It's all of us. We're just so in denial of our own juice because we want to have it as something we're not. Power is humble about it because it's powerful. Yeah? To it, it's ordinary. It's us that want to make it special so that we can rub some of that special off of us. You're never going to be there to get it, ever. Ever. It cannot, it cannot happen. If it's predicated on your absence, you're never going to be present for that event. It'd be great if we could give this out, you know. But then again, I bet you people would uh, probably pour it down the toilet and not try to act like it all week. So they'd be there to enjoy it. <laughs> there was an old joke uh, Ramesh Balsakar used to say it was great. Really, he would say, "All right, you're at a spiritual meeting like this, and you go, all right." What would you rather have, a million dollars or enlightenment? So, of course, everyone raised their hand and said enlightenment. He says, no, I'd rather take a million dollars because at least I believe I'll be there to enjoy it. Yeah? Because in enlightenment, you're not going to be there. So give me the million bucks. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. So, yeah, that's it for this. Hope you come back and try it on. It will illuminate Buddhism because the true basis of Buddhism is anatta, non-self. That's the main, that was the radical idea that Buddha, supposedly in historical story, brought about. Everyone was taking this idea that there was an eternal soul that was migrating from life to life to better itself to get back, and then Buddha just disagreed from his own experience, and he said there is no inherent thing going on. It's aggregates. It's five different... There's aggregates that are making this whole thing up. It's like matter and consciousness mixing, and suddenly you've got desires and drives and sentience and everything like that. But it's all based on aggregates. And then everything arises from there. There is no inherent thing in any of it. Everything is inherently empty of what? Of being anything. That the only reality there is is us, in a sense. How could we not be the reality if the Course in Miracles statement is true, that you're giving everything all the meaning it has? 
Everything in all is a pretty comprehensive statement. It doesn't leave any room for anything to be added or subtracted. We, you and I, are giving everything all the meaning it has. That's an incredible statement. And I wouldn't take it at face value. I'd entertain it and see how far it takes you. Because if you're giving everything all the meaning it has, it totally, totally takes the rug out of a lot of the mental story of who and what you are. A victim and something like this and that. It totally erases all that as an impossibility. And it goes farther than that. You're the dreaming of the dreaming. And, and, I, if, and I can change the meaning. Hmm? I, can, I can change the meaning. I can't get all the meaning it has. Well, I wouldn't say you can change the meaning. Because that would be part of the meaning you give things. Is that you can change the meaning. I would just say, let the camera go back farther and see what's behind there. Yeah? Every time there's a, someone seems to show up, the camera doesn't have to stop there. You can let it wander back, and then you'll see that which you were assuming was a statement from where you were, as another just fucking mental little asteroid. Yeah? And then when this suddenly appears and says it's the planet Paul, just let the mind, the camera lens open up, and I guarantee you, whatever has shown up and stated a claim is prior, is after what you are. You're with that which precedes everything. So, you may think, okay, I've got to stop somewhere, but no, you'll see that, and all right, finally right, no, it'll never be an arrival. Yeah? Because whatever shows up and says it's you, you're before. There's no flagpole that can be put where you are. No flagpole. None. The seeing will never be seen, ever. The hearing will never be heard. The seeing will never be claimed by anything. The seeing is the context. Everything, all this mental activity is contextual. It's all happening within the mix. But that which is the complete space of it all is untouchable by what appears in it. Why wouldn't you like a little of that to come down into this Saturday? So you could travel lighter. Yeah, and therefore you wouldn't you would be a you would be a service to others without even entertaining the idea to be of service to others. Yeah? People would give you so many great meanings. I mean, people give me a lot of great meanings, and I've had nothing to do with them at all. They just watch YouTube. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Seriously. All you got to do is get out of the way, and you cannot believe what comes to pass. Yeah? It just humbles whatever you think you are and just right sizes it. Yes? It's a little voice box. Right? It has little loop statements. Uh oh, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I'm afraid of what's going to happen. I'm afraid of what's going to happen. I'm afraid of, and you think it's new every day. It's the same thing, all fucking day. If you did a journal and you started, I'm afraid of, you'd probably have the same shit after it for 20 fucking years. We're like, it's like Groundhog's Day, really. Without Bill Murray and whatever else was in there. It's just fucking, uh, I see it. I, I, I'm telling you, 
You cannot believe how small it is. If you're in a space, I get to see a lot of what selfing is like as me, and, you know, appearing as me. It's a very small, very myopic little cyclops. <laughs> it's, it's always turned this way. <laughs> it's just really, it's like a, it's like the more you blow it up, the more it becomes concave, like a weird balloon. <laughs> <laughs> you would think it would be big, but, but no, it's like a, it looks like a finger that's been in the water too long. It's all because <laughs> I mean, once you get too service something, it opens up. But I think self-interest is one of the worst. Well, not worse. It's it's such a contracting event. You would think self-interest would promote your life, but I think it does the exact opposite. Really, I do. I mean, the more self-interest you have. Uh, the deeper the, the imaginary fucking jungle is, the more need of machetes. You're thinking you're cutting yourself out, but they, you're just, you know, you're like pruning roses. That's when they grow even bigger. Before you're fucking chopping, the jungle gets thicker and thicker. Yeah. It's a beautiful day. Can't you just let go to that? No. All right, well, that's any questions? This is a lovely message. It's so pristinely beautiful. It can be done over a garbage can. (laughs) (laughs) Ammonia-soaked room. Doesn't fucking matter. Doesn't care. Yeah. It goes just as well in Dover, New Jersey as here. (laughs) All right, well, let's pass the basket. You've got one back there? Mike, can you throw it around? I think that couch is too comfortable for those folks back there. <laughs> yeah, I can see. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome, honey. Thanks for coming and bearing with us. Try those shoes on. They're nice. The tread will last forever. You'll never have to get them resold. So we're going to go to coffee today? Today? Yeah. Oh, it's the art festival? Oh, you can. We've done it every year. Yeah. You just go down on Caledonia. Yeah, Caledonia. No, it's empty down there. We've done this every year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I do have the same reaction every year, too. I hear it. We're going to come to our house today. You've got to swim. It's really freaking hot. We went swimming last night. It was great. I felt a little creature in there. In the <laughs> but it was gorgeous. The moon was out. The water is really bright. All right, we'll end with the pair. Is it over? Yeah. Thank <laughs> you.
of God, grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change, courage to change the things we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. If you need to be back, it works. If you work, what gets?